With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everyone, to Hit the Books. I'm Tom Casali here with the man, Joey Kanish. Kanish, we got a lot to unpack this week. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we're you know, in the middle of football season, college football. I'm all pumped up. Jeez, uh, I mean, you already gave me some bad news from for me off camera where we came out. I feel like I'm starting off on the wrong foot already here. Um, two and three last week, Kanish. I'm 13 and 12 with my picks here. I write for the New York Post. There, I'm 12 and 12. I'm like the freaking human coin flip over here. The, I got to get something going. But um, first, I want to jump into. I heard. You were on a live stream last night sweating out a futures bet on the South Alabama Jaguars. First, let me say, Kanish, I thought that was an excellent bet. Um, I watched that team against UCLA, and they looked like they had a lot of talent, especially up front. What's going on here? They got some poor coaching over there? Well, I tell you what's going on here is uh, they can cancel my statue in Mobile because I, I had uh, you know the construction workers lined up, the supply chain ready to go. You know I was going to have a you know, nice uh, in the middle of town square there with holding my tickets up, um, and it's all over, Tommy. It's all over. So uh, the loss to Troy, uh, probably. I mean, you need it. I guess they need some breaks, right? But la- that was the night. That was last night to seal it. Um, and just too many mistakes, you know, penalties, turnovers, close one. But uh, the Troy defense is is, is real, real deal. Uh, and they basically just they couldn't drive the ball on them late. So it, it was a tough one. Um, you know, I saw Zach send some uh, South Alabama propaganda earlier. I'm going to talk to Bazola about making sure he doesn't get paid, uh, you know, for this week. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one in the Kanish household last night. Also, Georgia Tech. We bet on because just Sims plays, he gets hurt in the first quarter, and uh, the backup quarterback looked like, uh, you know, Joey Kanish after he had about three, you know, uh, strong drinks. Uh, so, yeah, well, tough, one, you, tough that, one all around last night, Tommy. That, that, that was a hell of an effort by him on the final play there to run out of bounds. Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> oh, not, yeah, really, really. Not at least in, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're giving him any NIL money, but take it back. Because oh, you should belong in front I don't know. First of all, I don't know why you're getting a, a backup Mac transfer quarterback. You'll, you'll wonder why Jeff Collins got fired because he's bringing in that guy to be the backup quarterback. But uh, yeah, just a uh, just a brutal one. There's a, a tough one all around last night, Tom. Yeah, you know, well, Kanish, one of the things I like to do as a better, even though I've been doing it for a long time, is I like to keep learning, right? And on this show last week, one of my favorite bets of the season was Utah. You know, lay in the three. And But you said to me, you said, you know, I can understand why you took that bet. But when you look at the line, you know, now the value might be going to USC. And I, I was thinking about that as the, as we went into the game. And, you know, the Utah ended up winning the game, but they didn't cover. But I thought about it when the game was over. And I said, you know what? That was one of those games I think I fell in love with the pick. And I was going to take the line no matter what. And so, uh, so yeah, you you were right on that one. I I appreciate the knowledge. It made me, I think, uh, 
think a little bit more about just jumping on a team if the line doesn't say this is the right time to do it. Yeah, I know the uh, the old numbers, not teams cliche everybody uses. But yeah, that was one. You know, I didn't even mind, uh, it, you know, the Utah. But then it gets up to, you know, three, three and a half. And it's one of those that um, and again, the like the, the way the game played out, um, you know, they you could make the case that, you know, they should have covered in the end there. But um, yeah, just one of those that once uh, even you got to let her go. Like even once the value's out of it, you just got to let it go. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping I got some value this week. I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of these games because some of the lines moved against me. And I want to hear why and, and what you think about it. The Hit the Books is presented by the Hammer Betting Network. Kanish. You can check out all the great content at thehammer.bet on social media platforms at the Hammer HQ. And if you like our show, please go re- review it, subscribe, hit all those buttons that they have. Um, five star. Don't up five, them a five star, baby. Yeah, That's all we stars. want here. Yep. The Listen, I'm going to go on a run here. So so when you give it a five star. Time to heat just, up, Tommy. Time yeah, to heat so up. Time to heat up. So just assume this is three weeks from now. Then give us a – because I'll be like, a, you know, I'll be like six games over 500 by then. So let's go into the picks, Kanish. Man, do I have a stinker for the first one. I don't know how many people want to line up and bet a team that just lost to Colorado because it's hard to lose to Colorado. But – I took Cal plus the seven and a half. Now here's why. Cal is a terrible favorite under Justin Wilcox, eight and 15 against the spread. As an underdog, completely different, 22, nine and one. That's 71% against the spread. But when he's getting a touchdown or more, it goes to 16 and three, 84% at home, six and oh, 100%. And you look at Washington on the road this year, two games as a favorite, lost them both outright, gave up 85 points. So I took Cal plus the seven and a half. Am I crazy? You know, I, I think you made some good points. Where we uh, we talked uh, Iowa State, Texas a few weeks ago with uh, the Matt Campbell game, where Matt Campbell, obviously, you know, you, you, we try not to do too many of the trend stuff, but that's one where, uh, you know, over a large sample, where the, the coach just kind of has a, uh, a, you know, a, 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 a good example of being legitimately, you know, like where they can play a certain type of game schematically, the way they set up game plans, uh, the way they can get their team up. So once you've seen it over that long of a sample and Justin Wilcox fits that mold that um, it's kind of outperforming what the number should be. Now, I would say, you know, we just talked Utah, USC. For me, just numbers-wise, One's a, one's a tad short, to be honest with you. Um, so I didn't I didn't bet any Cal because for me, you, you know, I didn't get this opened around nine and a half. Um, I, I that was more kind of in the the numbers range where I wouldn't pay it seven and a half. Um, it's a little thin for me, but I can't argue with uh, the logic here. Where at, at some point, you know, uh, when once you've got a four or five year sample of a coach just outperforming uh, in this spot as as a dog that. Um, you know, it's kind of um, just he's just outperforming the market. So same thing with Campbell. Uh, Wilcox has been doing it. So I can't fault you on the pick there. Uh, it's a little light for me, but hey, I'll be uh, I'll be rooting at home for you. And hopefully, uh, you know, your your boy here can uh, can get you started with the winner. Yeah. And the, the one worry for me, Kanish, is I like the spot for Cal, but I was a Justin Wilcox fan when he came there and it hasn't worked out. My worry is as, at some point there, I feel like the kids just start 
packing it in. And I'm hoping that's not where we're at with Cal. Like they just show up and get whooped. Uh, so that that's my one concern is that have we reached the point where, the, you know, we're not, there's no return here where they're, they're done. That, that's my only, only really issue with this play. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a tough day. You can't really win consistently at Cal uh, with, you know, with the way that they can't recruit very well, their academic standards are pretty high. Um, so it's a tough place to put it together. Um, and I, I agree with you. There were some moments where you thought Wilcox could, you know, get them on the upswing. Um, it, it, it probably hasn't, uh, you know, I think the ceiling's probably lowered on what he actually accomplished there. On the flip side, Washington, um, you know, has, has probably been overvalued for, for a little bit here, um, just in terms of their defense is horrible. Uh, you know, the, the the early start with Penix being, uh, you know, just on fire against some teams that in retrospect don't look very good. Um, some of the early results there, uh, you know, that they, they look scorching hot now don't look particularly good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it as a dog play in a good spot uh, with a coach that that overperforms regularly. Um, it's just one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, you know, I see in the chat that it's a bad. I mean, the Colorado loss is like, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's 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 two ways to look at that. One, it's going to be a good. By the other is, I mean, that Colorado team is, I, you, really know, you could argue that was, you know, you know, one of the, the worst teams in FBS. And uh, so, yeah, that's a rough one. Um, I don't think they have they, they just. They don't have, they don't have much talent on this Cal roster. Um, so I think that would, that would be the worst. Any team they're going to go up against here for the rest of the season is going to be tough. But um, yeah, seven and a half in a, in a Scott spot where this coach always is able to, to, you know, keep these games close. I like it. All right. So my next play now, last week, Kanish, I went against your Michigan Wolverine. So I've never won a bet on or against in my life. Tommy, um, Tommy, you know, Tommy. I, I thought they were a good team entering the year, and I tried to bet them, and it didn't work out. Then I tried to bet against them, it didn't work out. So I'm done with Michigan. I'm done with them. But so a little birdie good, told me on yesterday. Bye week this week. So yeah. Give you a little bit of a little break, no matter what. Now a little birdie told me yesterday that Minnesota's starting quarterback Tanner Morgan isn't going to play in this game. So I jumped on Penn State minus the four with the with the likelihood of a, a, a young quarterback going into a whiteout at Penn State. I thought that number was a little short to begin with. I think maybe we're overreacting a little bit. Listen, man, if Penn State came in with a top 10 rush defense and Michigan hung over 400 on them. That team, listen, my kids play offensive line, so I love watching offensive line play. That's his last two years, Michigan has as good offensive line play as there is in college football, man. They block the hell out of you. So I, I don't think, Penn State is as bad as they looked against Michigan. And with a, a young quarterback, it looks like it might be a redshirt freshman coming in for Minnesota. I know the early money was on the Gophers, but now that number creeping back up to Penn State five and a half. You have an opinion on this one? You know, I was sitting there waiting, hoping, praying it would get to three. Um, and I don't think, uh, at least when I was watching, let me check the, the rear side, I don't think it ever got there. I'm kind of, I, you know what, I'm leaning your way right now, I think it bottomed out at three and a half. Uh, and now mostly, you know, it's got mostly back at five. So you scooped a, a decent number there at four. Um, I tend to agree. Now, Sean Clifford, a little questionable. Um, Drew Aller, big, you know, uh, prolific recruit. Did not look particularly comfortable. Did not look, I mean, just uh, did not look good last week when he came in versus Michigan. But you get him an extra week to prepare, even if Clifford can't go. Uh, he's going to be at home have, have a significantly more weapons. This Minnesota team, 
you know, a team that three, four weeks ago, I, I, I was, I bet on, there was a, some division prices that came up midseason. I bet on to win the Big Ten West. I thought they would has really cratered um, yeah. in terms of without Altman Bell, they don't have anybody, a receiver that can make a play right now. They haven't been able to run it as consistently. Um, Tanner Morgan, uh, even, even when he was going, I mean, even when he was, I, I don't know if they had the lingering injury, but even when he was playing, um, the last few weeks has just been absolutely brutal. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think it deflated um, probably an overreaction here uh, to Penn State that 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 just that's going to go again. A Michigan team that's really good. A, a matchup where Franklin has tended for whatever reason against those Michigan to get hammered by Harbaugh time and time again. Um, so yeah, I, I think now you get him in a better spot against the Minnesota team that's kind of reeling dealing with some injuries, backup quarterback. It's one that I, I was really hoping. I think, again, this is one that 43, uh, it's come down from 44. To be honest with you, I still like under 43. Um, so every every point super critical here. Um, so I was praying to get a three. It never popped. I don't mind uh, your play there at four. I'm going to be probably looking to grab a little, like if I can get a Penn State live or something under three, that would be... Um, you can get in, uh, you know, my favorite uh, play to just kind of wait and see in this one because ink points are going to be super at a premium. So I've got a little play on the under. Um, I haven't bet the side yet, but if I had to, it would be Penn State. All right. And you mentioned James Franklin. That's obviously the one negative in, in my corner. Uh, less so I mean, this week, though. You know, when you yeah, going up so, against, yeah. you know, I like, again, yeah. that, Minnesota doesn't do a lot of things that, um, that, that Michigan, uh, that they'll be able to replicate that Michigan does. They don't have much of a passing offense. They don't have any players or wide receiver. They keep the the offense more extremely vanilla. They don't have the offensive line. So a lot of the things you saw exposed by Penn State last week, Minnesota can't take advantage of. So um, I, I think you'll you'll see a much different uh, Penn State team. Just and again, this is their. James Franklin does a, you know, when you, the coaching doesn't come when you have better players. I mean, Penn State has a better roster, better players than Minnesota does. So uh, the coaching, you know, disparate impact isn't going to be as much of a factor. Okay. So on my third pick, I really want to get your thoughts on this because the line moved against me and I was a little bit surprised. I thought I might be getting a good number here. I took Duke plus nine against Miami. You know, I, I just don't, I, I, think Miami's still overvalued in the market. They had a three-game losing streak. They go on the road. They beat an awful Virginia Tech team by six points, 17 penalties. This team plays sloppy. Uh, you know, the quarterback isn't what everybody thought he was going to be coming into the year. I know he had a pretty good game last week, but so, you know, I do coming off a last second loss to UNC. That was the one thing that kind of made me nervous, but I just think for me, Miami's still overvalued, but the line I think has gone from nine to 10. So people disagree with me. You know, so Miami is a good macro discussion in terms of, uh, I mean, you saw like, uh, I always like to watch, you know, the, the Saturday money, which would be the, the sharpest, most liquid money. Any type of legitimate move on a Saturday is usually like, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to get down and move an FBS line that's been shaped by Saturday. And so Miami was one of uh, a handful that got steamed last week against Virginia Tech. They're up 20-0. They don't end up covering. A lot of the, the modeling and the numbers guys and the sharp guys I talk to kind of show value on Miami every week. But they're doing, you know, it's like they're creating these scenarios with penalties and bad coaching. So even though uh, I think, my, you know, a lot of times you're 
the market uh, is is kind of getting some bad, feels like they're getting value in Miami. They keep having these, uh, whether it be coaching mistakes, bear, bad variance penalties to not cover in these games. Uh, where if you look, if you look at any of the you know the post game win expectancy, the yardage, they should be covering these. They're just not. So I think it's. Um, it's one where kind of the numbers uh, tend to be, you know, light early in the week on Miami. Even some people still feel there's value, uh, you know, later in the week at 10. That it would be one to me. I, I It just feels like there's some regression to the mean at some point for Miami here uh, where they don't make as many mistakes. They don't have as many penalties. Um, they're obviously a significantly more talented team than Duke is. It's not one that, it, you know, for me, some of the, I don't like it. it Part of the, the you're the one of the advantage you have as a better is if you don't want you can avoid these teams. So for me, unless I feel like I you know there was some early if you got an early juice seven uh, on Miami that was that was like where it was in the playable range to me. Now at the nine and the ten in that I, I wouldn't be laying it at Miami anymore. I I can only uh, either pass or, or lean Duke at ten. So I, I'm I, I would tell you that I think there's a there's a lot of uh, you know. Modeling guys and sharper people in the market that would that would probably disagree with, with the play there, but as it's played out on the field, um, they just haven't proven any stability week after week to actually cover these games. So um, they're just a team that that unless I'm getting a an extreme discount, I feel like which I thought I had last week for early in the week for Virginia Tech, uh, and that comes back to bite that that I'm I'm fine with avoiding. So let me. You mentioned the word variance. Let me ask you a question. Like in co- my my favorite sport, college basketball, they have a luck. You know, Ken Palm has the luck factor, right? Rankings that everybody loves. Now, last year, Providence was the luckiest team in the history of basketball. But as I pointed out, they cover every game. I mean, every game they cover it. And now, like you look in the NFL, right? Everybody everybody's betting against the Giants, right? Because they're the luckiest team in the history of football. <laughs> so you mentioned kind of the variance and the regression. When do you do you ever go – do you always assume that that's going to come back or is there a point where you just say, I'm done? Like, I'm, I'm done betting against Providence. I can't stand hitting beat every week. Yeah, you know, I mean, in football, you you might go full – it's one of those that within the, the scope of a season, you're only talking about 12 games. You could have a runs of four, five, six weeks or – uh, you know, so whatever, so eight out of 12 that uh, things are going to go against you. Uh, I mean, look at Mi- Michigan State's last year. Uh, great example. I'm going to troll, troll Sparty on there. 11 and 2. That wasn't 11 and 2. It was a 7 win team that won 11 games. And now you look at coming back in, uh, you know, this year, and a lot of it's coming back to roost. Um, so I, it just within the scope, there's just not enough games for, for some of it uh, to all, you know, play out and correct itself within the scope of one year. I think, uh, like you mentioned, college basketball baseball, you know, those are such larger samples where obviously within the, the scope of one season, it probably corrects over time. If not, then within two seasons, football, it just, it's just not a big enough sample. You might be, you know, getting good numbers on a certain team, three, you know, two, three, four weeks in a row. Uh, you, you know, you close good, the market agrees with you and you lose them all. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's points there, but I think as long as, uh, you know, you're, you're not, letting that affect your overall mindset and that and how you bet. Um, if you're making, you know, 20, 30, 50 plays a week, it's all going to work itself out, uh, you know, in the end. So, um, and I'll answer on, on a stale total of 57 and a half with the, the cut. I'm, I'm okay with that in terms of um, it depends like it, where you're at in the pool, how many people are left, you know, where, where you're at. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of game strategy that goes into those. Normally I would say yes, but like, 
if you're at, if you're at the bottom half of the pool and you know we're getting to the second half late in the season here you might want to go oppo and try and make up some ground so um you know it, it, there's it's hard to answer that without knowing the full scope of it but yeah so someone asked in a contest with a stale total of 57 and a half on northern illinois versus ohio that's got to be an automatic pick right Hey, yeah, and you so you're thinking like normally you go okay, yes, but is uh, a lot of people are, are you know do you, the scope of the pool are a lot of people using those stale lines? Are you how are you doing overall in the pool? Uh, yeah, if you're sitting at the top of the pool, then yes, yeah, grab it uh, and take the you know see if you're sitting more towards the bottom, you need you need to make up some ground, then you might want to go you know oppo you know, for some positive or negative variance in this case, positive variance in that one. So yeah, uh, so currently in third, yeah, then then I would more lean towards just trying to pad your leader, keep uh, yourself there and take it. Okay. So Kanish for my, I'm back on the service academies again. It's not one of my service academy talk for, uh, about, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever uh, watch another service academy again. Well, I'm always, any of my money. I'll tell you that. Well, there, I'm always on the academies. It's not one of my picks, but I took Navy plus the three, but the one I took last week, on the early line, I took Air Force minus one. Now, that's an interesting game because the line, it, it moved to, towards Air Force. I think they were laying four, four and a half at one point. Now it's come back down. It's Air Force minus two. So this number's been all over the place. Air Force, I mean, listen, they are just a different team at home. Um, they have an incredible record, both straight up and against the spread over the last few years at home. Boise playing better since, uh, you know, since the quarterback change, which, uh, you know, they had the guy there, uh, Bachmeyer, who'd been there for 12 years and left. But I think it's going to be a close game. But I, I took Air Force to win the Mountain West Conference. This was one of the games I looked at saying, I think they can beat Boise at home. I bet them this week. What do you think? Well, you know, so uh, obviously Monday, Brad and I were, were very bullish on Boise. But again, this is one that, you know, it, the numbers, not teams, all that, yeah, that cliche stuff. At three and a half, you know, at four and a half, four, three and a half, yeah. I really like Boise. Uh, and that would be one, you know, lower scoring game. Um, it, I think Boise defensive front gives Air Force a little more problems than they usually have in the Mountain West. Um, but at the same time, would I play Boise, you know, plus one this week? No. So I, you got a good number there. I think the, that's probably more around where, uh, it should be where, you know, I think it'll close. You see, I mean, let me pop, pull up the live here. I think it looks like mostly, yeah, one and a half, two in the market. Um, and I think that that's reasonably fair. So it was one for me where, again, lower scoring game, triple option team. Uh, if they have the lead late, they're going to, you know, they're going to slow it down in that. Um, I think Boise's offensive changes have worked out well. Rarely do you see, uh, some in-season offensive changes that I think have a remarkable difference, especially like, eh, we're going to fire people. Usually that doesn't, you know, if, if anything, it, you know, has more negative. But in this case, Dirk Cotter is offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, they got rid of Bachmeyer. I like uh, Green, who's a little bit more mobile, gives them some different options. So for me, I uh, I liked Boise, but it had to be at the right number. It wouldn't have been at this number. Um, so uh, I, I can't hate on you for the minus one there. Um it's one that, you know, it's going to be I going to be a tight game and kind of fall into that zone. Yeah, I would have taken this over over three points. No way. Uh, you know, when I saw the minus one, I figured it might be a little higher coming into this week. So that's why that's why I jumped on it. Um, but again, Boise's they, their changes have been working and they're playing well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, tight game. Probably I, I, I laid the one here. But 
So I don't give many guarantees in life, oh. but I guarantee you're going to hate this last pick. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I got it. Like, I got it. Like, last week, uh, Tommy Locke, Utah guaranteed this way. You know, no, this one, trust me. Because oh, okay. I got a terrible line. I mean, I've, I've been on the wrong end of this game since Jump Street. I got the bad line. I think I'm the only person on earth who's bet this side, to be honest with you. I have the old Miss money line minus 120. Uh, and now they're getting, I think they're getting like 12 points at this point. I mean, they <laughs> opened up as a slight favorite. Now, every time I look, you LSU is going up and up and up. Uh, here's the reason why I took it. I think LSU is one of the teams I got a good read on. I went against them a couple weeks ago with Tennessee. I went with them last week against Florida. I just think... They can beat certain teams, but their run defense is so bad right now. And that's what Ole Miss does well. They run the football. I don't think Ole Miss is Tennessee, but I still think they're better than LSU right now. I think they win a close game on the road, even though I got the terrible number. So this will be like a uh, you on Utah and me and me Ben Surface Academies. The lock doesn't come through here because I'm not going to troll you too much on this pick. Because okay. uh, I'll be honest with you. I think this has gone a little too far uh, in the one direction. And you saw as it got up to, I think it peaked around two. Maybe there was some two and a half. Uh, and then started to, to creep back in. Um I agree with you. I think this is this is corrected. Uh, yeah, it looks like two and a half was the the top there. Um, I, and again, this is when I got a little greedy, waiting for three. Three never comes, and now it's themed back. But um, yeah, I'm gonna actually be on some Ole Miss here uh, as well with you in this scenario. I'm I'm the, and again, it's an Ole Miss team that is definitely not as good as their record says uh, has been. Uh, you know, it has had some, you know, they haven't been great against the spread, especially uh, their defense has given up some plays. I backed them, uh, you know, last week uh, versus Auburn, and they end up, uh, you know, just their defense giving up a million freaking points and only being able to, to beat them by 14 when they should have beaten them by 35. But, um, again, LSU, I, I'm not into this this LSU revamp, resurgence or anything, as you said. I think their defense is going to struggle here. I, this is, I mean, this is one that there was some look ahead, four and a half, some three and a half, some three. Uh, you know, it opened up as, uh, you know, mostly Mississippi as a, you know, two, two and a half point favorite steamed all the way across here. I just think it's too much respect for an LSU team that that I'm not super bullish on. Um, and, and I'm fine here playing some Ole Miss. Now that it's gotten to the point where, where, you can get them at, you know, one and a half or a little plus money on the money line. Um, I think Ole Miss wins this game. I think they're the better team. I just think it, it's not in an LSU resurgence that I'm really buying into by any means here or thinking that they're a great team or thinking that Jaden Daniels has has turned around and, and become this prolific pass or any of that. Um, no, it would be uh, it would be Ole Miss uh, and nothing for me where it's at. I got a little greedy waiting for a three, didn't fire. Um but I still have a uh, a small play, a small play on Ole Miss here at the closer. So yeah, no, I can't hate that one for you. Obviously, uh, it's flipped a little now, but uh, too much too much market respect for me for LSU at the moment.
And so let me ask you this. One of the things I keep hearing about is like the schedule difference, right? Like, oh, LSU has played the tougher schedule. I, first of all, I think Florida's terrible. So I think this is an overreaction to last week uh, because I, I don't think LSU has the offense to do that to, to every team it plays. It didn't even, I mean, they had a terrible offensive game uh, against Auburn and Tennessee the two weeks prior. So I think that's a little bit overvalued. But when, how much emphasis do you put on that? Like you mentioned, I don't think Ole Miss, I agree with you, they're not as good as their record, but they've had a pretty easy schedule. How much do you put into that when these two teams are playing in like mid-October? You know, I, I think a lot of the, the especially by now, the strength of schedule stuff is pretty baked into to a lot of the numbers. Um, I, I think it's an, you know, it's an easy way to make a case for a team if I'm trying to, to you know, build up an error and that. But it's not one that uh, I, I'd much prefer digging into uh, to, to some of the other numbers or some of the other analytics if I'm going to make a, a case for a team or look for a bet than, than a, you know, a schedule sample that, that can only be, you know, five, six, seven games at most. Um, I, I'd prefer to look at the performance as opposed to just who who specifically they played. And I'll agree with you. I don't, I, again, I know LSU's played a better schedule uh, than Old Miss, but that, that doesn't, that doesn't in my case, justify that thinking that LSU's a better team or they should be a favorite here. Uh, I still have Old Miss as a slight favorite. Uh, and I think now that you've got a bit of a, an overreaction, I'm, I'm not afraid to go against uh, some things that I say, if they feel they've steamed too much in the wrong direction, um, that, that, that this one I think has gone uh, a bit overboard and, and old Miss is, is live for sure. All right. So plus seven and a half. I have Penn state minus four. I have Duke plus nine air force minus one. And I have the old miss money line at minus minus one twenty. And Ethan says, love hearing Tom on air force Bo- Boise to the moon. Well, hey, one thing Tommy knows it's some of these military academies, <laughs> uh, the triple option. I don't know. The guy's been watching, you know, black and white football for 40 years. So I don't know. That's one. I don't know if I'd pay. I don't like being on the other side of, uh, you know, the option whisper over here. Yeah, I that, that, I am a, I am good at at, uh, at betting the option, but I will say this, Ethan. Hey, whatever makes you money, go do it. I I always <laughs> say nobody cares about. Listen, the bank don't care about my record. They only care if I have you know. So hey, if I said something that makes you go the other way and you win, God bless you. At least one of us won. Uh, but Kanish, those are my five plays. I'm sitting. I I'm a game over five hundred. The the the. the the tall barrier they gave me here is to hit over 50%. So <laughs> we'll see how I do this week, but we're, it's in the uh, witching hour, baby. We're yeah. in the crux of it here. We got four or five weeks to go and right on the, right on the precipice. So uh, yeah, need a, need at least a three and two to, to keep it rolling. So give me your pick this week that you're looking at. That might be a game that everybody's looking at thinking about. You got to play this week. You like, well, we, ju- we you know we talked about a pre-show, uh, and it's one if you're able to grab some Akron, uh, if there's some stale anything, I'd even say sixteen and a half. Uh, if you want to buy the seventeen minus one twenty, it's one. Uh, don't believe Kent State's quarterback, uh, Mister Sheely, is going to play this week. So uh, it's one if you've still got some. I know Circus trading fourteen and a half right now. I think it's one that'll probably close. Uh, more so around the, the the 14 and a half range. So if you've got some some stale, uh, you know, 16 and a half, I, I would, uh, I'm okay, you know, getting a 17 minus 120 there. Um, as far as, let's go one more. What we got for the, uh, you know what? I am on 
and we talked about this, uh, you know, earlier in the week. I'm in a little bit kind of like Army. Uh, if you're where you tell again, confirm with me, triple option whisper here. Uh, I was looking to get an Army. It looked like it painted six and a half. I'm been waiting for a six. Uh, I do not believe in you, Louisiana Monroe's ability to stop the option. Army coming off a little bit of a break. I think they'll be healthier. They were missing. I think they sat a bunch of guys last week. Um, so it's one I've been waiting on the injury report uh, to see if I can get. I probably won't even know until pregame uh, the way that they, uh, they the way that they do things up there. The you know the military academies, but that's another one. Uh, and also, if you got a, a South Carolina, one more there. South Carolina uh, plus three. I'm still okay. It looks like mostly three. I played uh, three and a half. If there's it's still a three, I think that's too high. Texas A&M missing a number of offensive linemen also hurt today. Their best player on defense, a nose guard. Uh, uh, looks to be a, uh, I don't think he's going to be able to play. So, yeah, I'm on the game. Cox for anything three or better. Yeah, no, no I agree. I, I kind of like Army myself, but I even I can't bet three academy schools in one week. I was going to say you're going there. for the, the, the triple <laughs> option parlay, baby. Yeah, what? The Put them all three parlay. together. Uh, no, I, you never know what I'm going to do on Saturday. Well, we'll see how it goes. And yeah, the, and of course, I'm on the other side of that Kent State disaster. I uh, I, I took them early in the week, and that looks like that's going to come back and bite me. But hey, another good show, Kanish. Just to recap one more time, my five plays, Cal, seven and a half, um, Penn State, minus four, Duke, plus nine. Air Force minus one and the old Miss money line minus 120. Boy, I got to stop giving these guarantees every time I say you're going to disagree with it. I thought for sure you'd hate that one. But I'll say this, Kinnish, you took it on the chin last week. You went against the fighting Casales. You took the 12, 26 nothing. We won again, 219 to six. This oh. week we play. Yeah, this week we're playing the worst team in the league. We're like a thirty-one point favorite. So the you know that we I'm gonna I might I might have to run it up for the boosters at the end here. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah, apparently you're feeding me bad info here with some of the. I, I thought I had an in, but uh, oh, give me the points again. Uh, hopefully, uh, Wilcox is coaching, uh, coaching Wilcox is you know <laughs> uncle or something coaching against you this week. It can be you know, muck it up and cover. Well, Ganesh, don't forget to subscribe to the Hammer NCAA Football on YouTube. Turn on notifications. The next edition of Hit the Books comes to you Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time with you and Brad Powers going over all the early lines, what happened last week. It's a good show. It gives you a nice jump on the week. So make sure to check that out. Kanish, best of luck to all your bets, and I'll see you next Friday. Sounds good, brother. Good luck to you.